Check out the Political Truth Apparel line. Covefe. Rhino hunting season. Secretary of Snakes. And more to come. Fun. Fashionable. Edgy. Cational. Go to Mr. C Online Store at www.thecreport.com. Click on the top right menu. Use coupon code 1776REBORN at checkout. Hello, 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 ladies and gentlemen, and welcome, welcome, welcome to your Friday edition of Lone Star State News, coming to you live here at Mr. C TV. And I am your host, Mr. C, also known as Michael Aaron Cossidis, and it's uh, great to be here, guys. We made it to Friday. But what I'm still trying to get my head around is how the heck is it December already, y'all? You know, yeah, I am one of those people. I observe the time as she flies, and then I wonder where she went, even though I was observing her the entire time. So preoccupied, so much stuff going on. You know, uh, there's just, uh, <clears throat> there's not been a lack of anything to do. There's been plenty to do, plenty to read, plenty to see, plenty to explore, plenty to learn. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you guys are doing excellent on this Friday. Got a, uh, we got a pretty good show ahead of you guys today. We'll be here for about the next hour or so doing uh, Texas news. If you're a Texas uh, audience member, welcome, welcome, welcome. If you're from beyond, hey, you're welcome just the same. And uh, thanks for joining us live. If you're over at Rumble, if you're over at pill.net, Clout Hub, Twitch, Trovo, uh, appreciate y'all's attendance, Odyssey. And uh, well, you know, if you're catching this on a replay, 
Thanks for catching this replay, ladies and gentlemen. Don't forget to uh, like, uh, subscribe. No, well, we got some plenty of subscribers. We got some new subscribers actually on a couple of channels. So I did want to welcome you guys also. And uh, thanks for coming on in and giving my channel a chance. I'm here about six days a week, three different shows. Uh, all of them garnered towards uh, America First and a heavy, heavy, heavy focus on election integrity, right? Uh, but uh, for Texas news, Lone Star State news, uh, we uh, dabble into most of it. I mean, it's it's going to be Texas first here, obviously, right? Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. That's the way our uh, that's the way our constitutional republic works. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that's what we're doing here, cleaning up this here old backyard of ours, or at least uh, attempting to, trying to help as much as I can, <clears throat> and keep up with some of the information, because, you know, I mean, as sure, I'm sure most of us are aware, it is at the state level that, you know, uh, a lot of things tend to be missed as uh, we focused on the, as we focus on the main stage, right, up there in Washington, D.C., right, but, uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, we don't got to do that if we take care of our backyard, we don't have to be concerned with them as much as well, I mean, of course, I think that, uh, the job of the establishment in D.C. would be a lot harder for them to uh, get away with destroying this nation, dissolving this republic, uh, if we took care of our local and if we took care of our backyard. So uh, that's kind of what the endeavor of a show like Lone Star State News is. And uh, glad you guys could be here with us. Now, you know, uh, I think I woke up today in a... Uh, it was an interesting mood I was in. I was like, oh, and you know, I got on Truth Social and I just had such a fun time on Truth Social. I was like, I am not going to have enough time to prepare this afternoon show if I do not put this thing down. Right. So, it's like, you know, I'm I was never one to be really stuck on social uh, media apps too much, you know. But uh, yeah, I was having a good time over there. I think we even got some new follows. Uh, the um, address is right. Whoops. It's on this side. It's right. Wait, it's this way. It's right there, guys, and down. Okay, on the screen at uh, at Mr. CTV underscore. That's at MRCTV underscore. Yeah, I know it's the weirdest place to put an underscore, guys. I didn't put it there. Truth Social decided to do that for me when they gave my original handle to the Media Research Center, you know, uh, even though I had been on the platform for like since it opened, you know, <laughs> and then uh, lo and behold, six months later, without even consulting me, they sacrificed my name. I, mean, I would have at least have preferred to have that underscore between the and the CTV, right? Anyways, it's all good, guys. You guys can still find me, MRCTV underscore, because uh, it used to go to the MRC, the Media Research Center. <clears throat> Finally, they fixed that. Okay, cool. So I guess someone heard my prayers over there at Truth Social. <laughs> Anyways, guys, that's not the point. Uh, had really, really interesting discussions over at Truth Social. Some of it's kind of going to bleed into today's show, actually, believe it or not. Um, yeah, I was having a good time. Uh, you know, I was uh, I was engaging with, uh, uh, of course, uh, the many, many patriots, uh, you know, the many proud Americans over at Truth Social and the trolls as well. I was like, hey, the trolls are here in, in full now, I guess. Well, I wouldn't say maybe in full. Full. Uh, a lot of rhino trolls, right? And then a lot of rhino, you know, a lot of, uh, I would say, probably leftist trolls posing as rhinos. But you can see right through them because they use their same leftist language, even as a rhino. And you know, a rhino would not use that language. Okay, rhinos aren't woke. All right. <laughs> Anyways, guys. Um, uh, so today I got, uh, well, we're going to talk about Harris County again. I told you guys on Wednesday that we would talk about it if they had any updates. Well, here's the update. 
They still have not released the report on all of the uh, all of the discrepancies, <laughs> all of the uh, severe mismanagement detail, mm -hmm. all the severe improprieties. How about the voter suppression, ladies and gentlemen? You know, getting into a discussion with one of these leftists posing as a rhino troll over at Truth Social. Well, I don't know if I would really call it a discussion, you know, I mean, but um, <clears throat> they, going on about uh, Carrie Lake, going on about Arizona, you know, and uh, this laundry list of reasons why it couldn't be that way or it couldn't be this way or why they're bad or whatever. And I was like, you know, this was voter suppression, you know, uh, and, and we really saw it in 2022. I mean, who would have thought that in the year 2022, an American could actually not only experience, but see the sites that is known as voter suppression, right? You would think it was like, what, the 1800s? Like what, the 1960s, you know? Uh, but I'm telling you guys, uh, Harris County, psh, Jim Crow don't, don't got nothing on Harris County. Jim Crow don't got nothing on Maricopa County. Those guys? Professional to a point, sloppy to a fault, but we'll thank them for that fault because uh, these guys uh, rigging, stealing our elections uh, in the most shoddy, sloppy, obvious ways. I don't know why they think there's not going to be some kind of uh, some kind of um, <laughs> retribution, recompense, uh, you know, uh, all that stuff comes to mind. I don't understand how they don't think that there will be consequences of some sort. But anyways, um, incidentally, as I was preparing the show and uh, looking up some Harris County information, uh, there's a brand new article that talks all about the voter suppression. So we're going to talk about that today for anyone who hasn't gotten any word on that or might need some clarity about what that might look like in 2022. Uh, you could ask any conservative voter in any major city. You know, I just found an article, too, and it was out of Arkansas. OK, I'm doing a little bit of hunting around, guys, and, and I'm almost like I need uh, I need one person from each state to start researching every county for midterm 2022 stories, because I'm as I go throughout and some counties won't have it, but some counties will. Like I found this one in Arkansas. Well, I don't remember what the county it was. I think it's near the border. And they had the same experience, no ballots, long lines, not working machines in conservative precincts. So uh, Arkansas guys, really? Like, we did anyone hear about that? You know, the local newspapers, those are the ones that will report that stuff to you guys, um, to us, ladies and gentlemen, of course, because anything bigger than that, uh, it says the supposed voter suppression, the alleged election fraud that occurred in 2022, right? piggybacking on 2020 anyways guys so we'll talk about that a little bit just for more for more clarity and then also uh we'll also uh we'll also rehash some of the uh, experiences the the time and the life of rhino speaker of the house dade Phelan, ladies and gentlemen it's you know we i really have to punch this point okay i really have to punch the point on dade Phelan because the next legislative session is coming up pretty quick. And, you know, I sure hope that I am not the only one calling my state representative and telling him not to vote for Dade Phelan. Now, personally, guys, I know that my representative is going to vote for Dade Phelan. He voted. Oh, wait, wait. Yeah, he voted for him last time. You know, I mean, Dade Phelan was brought in by Democrats. What does that tell you? What do we tell you about election contests where Democrats do not run anyone against a conservative or a Republican. 
I should say Republican, not conservative. Okay. If a Democrat does not run against a Republican, it's probably because that Republican is doing a damn good job for them just where he is, right? Robin Voss, rhino speaker of Wisconsin. You know, there. what is it with the speaker of the house, right? Okay. Let me not get off into that tangent until we get to Dave Phelan. We got some other stuff to talk about first. A uh, couple of elections uh, contests that will be, well, one will be contested and one will be recounted, or at least uh, the petition for that has been filed. And then a couple of other uh, knickknacks to kind of uh, wrap up um, this week's uh, Lone Star State News reporting and information sharing. Okay, cool. So where do we begin for today? Ladies and gentlemen, where should we begin? Uh, let's do, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's get this one out of the way, guys. And the only reason why I'm sharing this story with you guys is because it happened in Texas. But other than that, I could care less. Uh, but uh, why not, right? Why not? Uh, so um, was it yesterday? I guess it was yesterday, right? Or maybe it was the day before. I don't know. Uh, but this this PSYOP clown show came to Texas, guys. You know, the PSYOP clown show came to Texas. So let me put the let me put the little banner up, right? And uh, here here's your PSYOP. Hey, <laughs> that's all you get, Texas. I ain't gonna spend any more time on that crap. Okay, let's go on to Harris County, guys. Okay, <laughs> everyone's like, hey. It was Alex. It was Kanye. Yeah, okay, that's all you get. That's all I care to spend on those. That was a clown show, guys. Anyways, okay, so uh, you see how they want to make you look? Anyways, all right, okay. Um, uh, let's move on to Harris County, guys. That's far more important than uh, whatever happened over in Austin yesterday or the day before, whenever it was, I don't know. Uh, Harris County, Harris County, Texas, where vote suppression is real. Or how about Harris County, Texas's face of vote suppression, right? What is vote suppression, you know? And when did we face that? Well, you know, if you're a Democrat or if you're a progressive, uh, you probably think that voter suppression is requiring people of color to go use an ID, no, to go get an ID in order to use the ID at uh, the polls. Now, the reason why I say is get the ID is because uh, clearly these Democrats think that a person of color like myself, keeping in mind, I do not ever refer to myself as a person of color, <laughs> but but just for context and, you know, just to kind of floof up the, the, uh, the Marxist left, <laughs> and that is what it is, right? You know, um, <clears throat> uh, they assume that a person of color like myself is far too feeble-minded, stupid, ignorant, incapable of locating a DMV and filing or, you know, signing an application to get identification, a driver's license. How have all the uh, illegal immigrants and other people of color done it in this nation? How have we ever done it? You know, how the hell... Oh, wait, wait, wait. Well, I was gonna say, how the hell do the people of color in Congress have their IDs then? Anyways, that is voter suppression. Really? I mean, that, okay. What were some other things that they listed as voter suppression? The inability to hand people water in line. Voter suppression. <laughs> really? Um, 
Oh, here's a big one. And, and this is one that we have not yet accomplished. Oh, but guys, this is on my bucket list. National Holiday Election Day. That's what I think we should do. That's on my bucket list. I don't know about you guys, but Election Day should be a national mandatory holiday. That way, if you want to go lollygag and not care about your country, fine. I don't want to know you anyway. But everyone else who's off, you guys, go hit those polls. Go go volunteer. Go help the count. Go keep eyes on everyone and eyes on everyone and eyes on, you know. I mean, it would be great. And then everyone could go and vote and, you know, you wouldn't have to worry about going to work or getting out of a three hour line because you ran out of time and you're on a deadline. All that stuff that we saw happening in 2022 wouldn't have to worry about it, guys. But anyways, they consider that voter suppression because then all of the um, incapable uh, and no offense, but... (laughs) quadriplegics. I'm speaking from their context. Okay. They won't be able to get it. Yeah. Everyone who has a wheelchair or who's bed bound, they won't be able to vote if we have one day voting. I mean, come on, you know, uh, what about all the expecting mothers? You know, <laughs> uh, they'll come up with anything guys. They'll come up with anything, but don't let me get too long winded. Okay. <laughs> Let's crack a lack into this story. Uh, this is coming out of the Texas monthly, which, um, you know, I got through most of this And I was like, when did Texas Monthly become kind of like middle of the road? I thought they were like leftist, but uh, some of the perspectives they mention in here, they're not sugar coated and they're not uh, they're not fluffed up with words like alleged. Um, but let, let, let's go ahead and uh, recount this because I was quite surprised when I found it. I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was, uh, well, I wouldn't say Providence, but it was a great synchronicity considering um, some of the uh, conversations going on this morning and some of the other things going on uh, and regarding the 2022 midterms and the, uh, the differences of opinions regarding what happened. Now, you know, one opinion is based in fact. Because after all, I think probably like half the nation was watching what was going on, particularly in a, in a, in Maricopa County, Arizona. Uh, but that's, you know, like why Harris County, Texas, c- could possibly get away with this. You know, uh, I've already heard recounts of how these investigations often lead to nothing when it comes to uh, mishaps in Harris County elections. OK, because it's it's happened. They have a pattern now, guys. This is the third consecutive botched election. Wait, 2020, mm-hmm. midterms, mm-hmm. Well, I've been prior to, yeah, I think there's, and 2021. Okay, yeah, no, we're looking at four, four, possibly more botched elections in a row where each time you had the election administrator resign, resign, And now we're on our third one. Okay. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Because I think the first one ran two of them. And then the second one, the bull dyke, she ran the midterms. She botched that one up. Then they brought on Clifford Tatum, the guy who botched Washington, D.C. elections like 10 years ago. And he he has not made any improvements in 10 years, guys. I don't know why Lena Hidalgo appointed him. Lena Hidalgo being the activist judge there in Harris County, the county judge, guys. She's the uh, the crooked judge that sits at the head of that crooked commissioner's court who uh, that now because of the uh, of the um, improprieties of the Harris County 2022 midterm, they've lost the single 
conservative chair on that commission. And now Harris County is a Democrat superpower. And uh, the commissioner's court is trying to get in one of their Democrats into the mayor's office. Isn't that crazy, guys? What does that tell you? Hmm? Who really rules Harris County? It's Sheila Jackson Lee, didn't you know? Anyways, I am uh, getting off topic again, guys. Let me pull this article up. All right. So it says here, after an election marred by malfunctioning machines, long lines, and a shortage of bat paper ballots, uh, Republicans are contemplating big changes in the next legislature. Interesting. I wonder what Texas Monthly will say about that. It says, by mid-afternoon on election day, Martin Renteria realized he had a problem. Renteria was the presiding election judge at the Northampton MUD Community Center in Houston suburb of Spring. The polling place had opened at 7 a.m. with 1,000 sheets of legal-sized ballot paper. Now it was 2.30 p.m. and Renteria was down to his last 250 sheets. Because each ballot required two pieces of paper, that meant the polling location would only be able to accommodate 125 more voters. Renteria called Harris County Central Election Office to request more ballots. He was told that a fresh supply would be delivered at 3.30. When no ballots arrived, he called the office again. No one answered the phone, so he left a voice message. I guess uh, I guess the elections office closed at 3 p.m., right? 20 minutes later, Renteria called a third time. This time, someone picked up. Renteria was told that he was not alone. His location was one on a list of 50 polling places across the county. Not the country. Across the county. Harris County. That were running low on ballots. I explained that we would be completely out of ballots within the hour if we would if we could not be resupplied, he, re he recently recalled. The staff member told me that if we run out of ballots to, to close the station and to reroute voters to other stations. Now, yeah, that's voter suppression, guys. You know, if, if he actually, and you'll see as you go through this, but if he actually reroutes those voters, do we know that they actually went to go vote? Do we know that they just said, screw this, I don't got time, okay? We know that's the case coming out of places um, like, yeah, like Harris, you know, what was it? Uh, something like 500 in one, in one polling place? That's crazy, guys. So we're seeing crazy numbers like this coming out. Uh, you know, 150, 500, it isn't a one, one. If even one vote is suppressed, and I'm talking about a vote, not an unlawful ballot, okay? But um, if even one vote is suppressed, guys, no dice, no dice. That's not the way this works, okay? Uh, and trust me, for those of you who are new to this information, uh, you can kind of understand why conservatives are so right now, because this is not supposed to happen, you know? And even old school patriotic Democrats who just go along to get along, but have nothing to do with their politics today. Even those people can understand why conservatives are so upset. Okay. Anyhow, let's get back to this article. 
With supplies dwindling, Renteria resorted to begging the election judge at nearby Klein High School for extra ballots. The judge sent 500 extra sheets of paper, which kept Renteria's polling place in operation until 6.30, God bless, half an hour before the polls were scheduled to close. At that point, Renteria had to turn away the approximately 40 voters who were still in line. He has no idea how many of those people, if any, managed to cast their ballot at another location. So already, 40 votes possibly suppressed, ladies and gentlemen, okay? This happened in mass on November 8, ladies and gentlemen, across the country, not just in Harris County, Texas, not just in Maricopa County, Arizona, okay? It happened across the country. Now, uh, <clears throat> it says here, uh, this is uh, Renteria speaking. He says, it was extremely frustrating. In the six years that I've been presiding judge at that location, that was the first time this has ever happened. Renteria's experience was hardly unique. 12 to 17 of the county's 782 polling places reportedly ran out of ballots at some point during election day. I thought they said 50 up there. Texas Monthly. No. As in previous Harris County elections, there were also widespread reports of voting machine malfunctions, paper jams, and unusually long lines. Several polling places failed to open on time, prompting a local judge to extend voting by an hour, an extension that was later overruled by the Texas Supreme Court. The fate of the more than 2,000 ballots cast during that extra hour of voting is uncertain. Attorney General Ken Paxson wants the Texas Supreme Court to throw them out, while Harris County wants them counted. On November 22nd, the court ordered the county to include the provisional ballots it certified um, in its certified election results, but postponed a final ruling on their status. Interesting, huh, guys? Republican officials have seized on Harris County's ongoing problems to advance the false notion that elections in the state's largest cities are plagued by... Okay, so Texas Monthly is still a leftist piece of crap rag. Okay. I guess I just didn't get this far into it. I was like, wow, they're reporting exactly what Renteria experienced and they're not changing his words. Okay, so yeah, they're still a piece of trash. Uh, let's see here. Anyways, but you know, just so just so all of you left-leaning liberals and liberals and Democrats know out there, we are reading a Democrat paper. <laughs> we are reading a liberal paper. Okay, so as you guys can see, all of that description though is accurate with Renteria. And I'm sure, you know, that was uh, that was an integrity part on their end, right? Yeah contradiction in terms right but anyways guys um that experience as 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 cited by uh the uh, presiding judge of that precinct okay multiply that he turned away 40 i've already heard stories of confirmed hundreds to up to 500 people turned away at a single polling place so what does that tell you about everywhere else that it was experienced? It's exponential. And we don't even know how much fraud, I mean, suppression actually occurred. You know, that is what voter suppression looks like. And I can't believe we're actually viewing this in 2020, 2022. Actually, it's 2022. We didn't see it in 2020. We, we, well, maybe we saw it, but we weren't aware of it. Or maybe we, because Harris County, this has happened before, where they where they have no paper or they they're low on paper or... Their machines aren't working. And uh, Harris is corrupt to the bone, y'all. You know, any place where a creature like Sheila Jackson Lee can exist is just rotten and evil. <laughs>
anyhow guys so uh let's let's uh humor this article a little bit more i might cut it though uh let's see here it says um so false notion yada yada on uh, on the Monday after the election, uh, Governor Abbott called the Secretary of State, the Attorney General's office, and the Texas Rangers to investigate allegations of improprieties in the way that the 2022 elections were conducted in Harris. Um, let's see here. Although most of the calls for investigations have come from Republicans, one prominent Democrat has joined them. And this is because she had no choice, y'all. Uh, Harris County's Democrat District Attorney, campaign funded by uh, George Soros and his first placement, formally requested that the Texas Rangers investigate what she called credible complaints of election irregularities. An assistant district attorney working for AUG told me that one of those complaints came from Secretary of State John Scott, a Republican appointed by Abbott who has long been critical of how Harris County... Hello! Okay. John Scott, as goofy as that man looks, okay. John Scott is trying to get a handle on the 2020 elections in Harris County. They have been obstructing it. Lena Hidalgo, the activist judge of the commissioner's court, has been obstructing that investigation. That's why he's asking. That's why John Scott is poking around in 2022 and looking at them because they are not allowing them to move forward on their investigation for 2020. It has nothing to do with partisanship. It has nothing to do with ruining the Democrat vote. It has everything to do with election integrity and getting to the bottom of what should not be an issue for anyone who sits in an elected office. We've been through this, right? So let's get back to Og. <laughs> let's see here. So uh, Og was swiftly condemned by the Harris County Democrat Party, with which she has frequently clashed. She is enabling election deniers and QAnon conspiracy theorists. Sorry, I had to say that in my best Sheila Jackson Lee voice, but this is someone named Otis. <laughs> oh, the party chair. Otis. He says, we cannot be helping amplify false rhetoric in the battle to preserve our democracy, freedom, and rights. I am Sheila Jackson Lee. <laughs> The GOP is also pushing for greater state oversight over local elections, citing Harris County's mishaps. On November 14, State Senator Paul Betancourt of Houston pre-filed Senate Bill 2020, which would create a cadre of state election marshals, licensed law enforcement officers appointed by the Secretary of State and tasked with enforcing election laws. Kind of sounds something a little bit similar to uh, Florida's. Office of Election Accountability or whatever it might be called. Oh, it says it right here. <laughs> Betancourt appeared to be following the lead of Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, who earlier this year established an Office of Election Crimes, one of the first state agencies in the country dedicated to election fraud. Have you guys heard how many people they have already arrested <laughs> or they've already charged? The bill would also establish a so-called rocket docket to quickly resolve election-related legal challenges on and before election day. Yep. Uh, Paul Betancourt, guys, he has been fighting for election integrity since he was a uh, county uh, tax assessor. The bill came out of the Harris County experience of election-related problems. I don't care what political party you're in, said Betancourt. It's preposterous for governments to hold an election and not give out ballot paper. 
Uh, Harris County Elections Administrator Clifford Tatum, who's only been on the job since August, has confirmed that some polling locations ran out of paper, blaming what he called insufficient personnel and funding. Uh, let's see here. Uh, the Harris County Republican Party is suing Tatum, alleging that the paper shortage amounted to violations of the Texas Election Code. Okay, guys. So I think we'll stop there because uh, then they start going. They start going to national election stuff. We're we're, we're staying in Texas. So uh, okay, guys. So there you go. So you see firsthand, or you have uh, experienced firsthand what this precinct judge was going through. And uh, that, again, multiplied, multiplied, multiplied. That is a form of voter suppression, if there ever was one, right? And who would have figured that uh, the machines they used to rig 2020 would be used to suppress 2022? Isn't that crazy? Pretty crazy, guys. Pretty crazy. Let's talk about an election that's being contested in uh, Harris County. Uh, now, this is a Republican candidate, Mike May. Uh, now, Mike May was running for a state office, Texas District, uh, House District. Um, let's see, it was a 135. And, uh, well, he lost the election, needless to say. That's why we're here sharing this story. Uh, this is out of the, uh, I think it's from, oh, this is from Houston Public Media, guys. You got your grains of salt ready? Okay, let's go. Republican Mike May citing ballot paper shortages in Harris County contests state house election. He lost by 15 percentage points. Now, just throw this in there, guys. I've seen a 15 percentage point decrease or increase in votes in some places around the nation that Kind of worth looking at. You'll have to tune into the C report for those stories, guys. 7.30 p.m. Monday through Friday, Central Time. Uh, State Representative John Rosenthal, the Democrat incumbent who won by 6,176 votes on Election Day, called May's challenge frivolous and a political stunt. Let's see here. A Houston area Republican who lost his state representative race by more than uh, 6,100 votes is contesting the November 8 election results, having filed a petition with the Texas Secretary of State's office asking that the results be voided and a new election be held because of problems at Harris County polling places on election day. Mike May, who lost the Texas House representative race uh, for District 135 by more than 15 percentage points against John Rosenthal, wrote in his Tuesday petition that because some polling locations in Harris ran out of ballot paper on Election Day, some eligible, vote, some eligible vote, voters left the polling locations without voting, and the re results should therefore be considered invalid. Rosenthal, who represents parts of the Cypress and Jersey Village areas in northwest uh, Harris County, said May's challenge is ridiculous in a statement released Friday. No, sir, Mr. Rosenthal. The way the elections were handled in Harris County, that was ridiculous. Uh, let's see here. You see, this is a thing here. Rosenthal says... More than 40,000 votes were cast in the race. Then he says, given the small number of voting locations to experience issues for a relatively short period of time, how can he even say that? 
How can he even say he can, how can he even say it was a small number? Okay. I mean, yeah, the Texas monthly said it went from 50 down to like 12 and their same article, you know, but uh, I'm pretty sure the quote they got from the uh, precinct judge, that Renteria guy, 50, I'm pretty sure is the accurate number there, not 12 or whatever they said it was 20. Anyhow, uh, still, Texas law requires formal election contests in state House races to be referred to the state uh, Texas Speaker of the House for consideration. Ha! This is where you're going to have your problem, Mr. May. This is where you're going to have your problem, Mr. May. Because uh, this issue has to go to Dade Phelan, the known rhino of the House. The Speaker, nonetheless. So uh, apparently, <laughs> apparently, Mr. May, uh, this uh, this contest that you filed ended before it began. So uh, Dade Phelan will be considering this uh, election contest. A spokesperson for the Secretary of State's office said Friday the petition has been sent to House Speaker Dade Phelan, a Beaumont rhino who must appoint a House committee. I wonder who he's going to appoint to chair that committee, guys. Do you think that Dade Phelan is going to appoint a Democrat to chair uh, an investigation into a Democrat county? I bet you he's going to do it. I bet you he's going to do it. Because that's what he does, guys. In the name of bipartisanship. Even when those Democrats go rogue and they break quorum and they uh, they basically um, uh, throw away their, their job as elected representatives. Ha! Huh, that's why they're not representing. They're representing themselves. They're representing their own ideas. They're representing their own activist convictions. Anyhow, yeah, that's a big topic for discussion here in Texas, guys, because that's all that's all written in. You know what I mean? So it needs to be addressed. Dade Phelan, Beaumont Rhino. Beaumont Rhino. So uh, he has to appoint a House committee to investigate the complaint as well as a special master of discovery who can declare the petition frivolous or choose to move forward with evidence gathering an investigation, and potentially a trial on the floor of the Texas House. Gah! I would love to see that happen. Sam Taylor, the spokesperson for the Secretary of State's office, said May also must make a $5,000 deposit to the Texas House to further initiate the process. Isn't that crazy, guys? Isn't that crazy? That we have to pay them. I mean, aren't we already paying them? Like, why do we have to pay them more just to, to and, as a candidate? You know, because we've seen them do this to the, the voters in other states. Oh, was it uh, Colorado? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Colorado was bad. I mean, yeah. I think, I think hers was two. Was it 2,500, Tina Peters, um, to get those, um, those contests um, recounted, you know? But just to open an investigation, $5,000, that doesn't even count if there's like a recount, right? Or uh, I guess a new election. And then how would that be handled? And and who's going to have to pay for that, right? I mean, if Clifford Tatum and the commissioner's court and that crooked judge appointed him, knowing that he had a track record of botching elections, not only should their, uh, their ability to judge character and... Uh, uh, to fit the person who's best suited for the role called into question, I think they should be personally 
held accountable. Not the people of Harris County and not the people of Texas. Yeah, I wish we could do that, guys. I wish we could do that. I wish we could hold all these people personally liable. So they have to pay out of their own pocket instead of, you know, pawning off the taxpayer for when they do something bad and then they get away scot-free. Not a, not a cent comes out of their pocket. That stuff right there needs to change, among other things. So uh, let's see here. $5,000 to petition or to, to initiate the process, excuse me, uh, in his petition, May asked for the results of the District 135 race to be declared void and a new election be ordered. In order for that to happen, Taylor said May would have to prove that at least 6,176 votes, the margin of his defeat against Rosenthal, were prevented from voting because of the aforementioned issue with ballot paper. May also would have to prove that at least that many disenfranchised voters would have cast ballots for him. Uh, let's see here. So it's on the challenger to show that proof if they claim they have it, Taylor said. Taylor said the last time a race for the Texas legislature was formally contested was 2010, when Republican challenger Dan Neal lost by 12 votes against incumbent state representative Donna Howard, a Democrat from Austin. Howard's win ultimately upheld. May's challenge drew sharp criticism from Otis, the chair of the Harris County. I don't care what he says. Okay. Texas Governor... Uh, Greg Abbott in a November 14th uh, letter. Okay, this is about the, the investigation. We don't need to go through that again. Okay, cool. All right. No, I'm not subscribing to you, Houston uh, Chronicle. No, Houston Public Media. Don't you even think about it. Ah, goodness. Okay, we're, we're, we're moving right on from one mess to another, ladies and gentlemen, and we're moving fast. Okay, and this is all... <laughs> this is all interrelated, of course, because as we just discovered in our previous article, Dade Phelan is going to be the one responsible for hearing any election contests. Dade Phelan, who has a history of being a rhino. You know, if we're paying attention, Dade Phelan has had a history of telling us exactly who he is. Okay. Uh, we could start with um, his giving, uh, giving uh, committee chairmanships to um, rogue Democrats. Now, you know, I get the bipartisan angle. You know, I mean, that. I mean, we're Americans here, guys. I don't even believe in political parties, so I get it. I mean, there shouldn't even be political parties, right? But, you know, thing here is we have the entire Democrat field from your state house run to Washington, D.C. or go on vacation, you know? The guy who had the surgery, that's fine. I'm sure that was out of his hands, okay? But everyone else, you know, everyone else, literally running away instead of biting the bullet for what the people of Texas want. Now, I'm sure the Democrats of Texas are totally fine with the Democrats skipping out just in order to stop a bill from moving forward. But were the shoe on the other foot, need I complete that thought? So, um, uh, Dade Phelan, giving chairmanships to rogue Democrats. And you know, that's where all of our bills die. Well, not just at the hands of uh, committees chaired by Democrats, because we've got plenty of rhinos. And in fact, I would say, and I'm being conservative here, probably 90% are rhinos, okay, in our Texas State House. You see why we got to clean up our backyards, guys? 
Okay. We have no protection from federal overreach when we have a state house like that. Okay. Now, Texas is a little bit different, right? Oh, no, you know, because the abortion laws passed here prior to Roe v. Wade being turned over and all that other stuff, you know. Uh, I mean, Texans like to brag about their state, you know. I do, but... <laughs> We don't like to brag about how uh, how traitorous our state house is. That's not something good to brag about. Uh, we got the best rhinos in the nation in Texas. Not something worth bragging over, okay? Not something worth bragging over. Um, but, you know, let's get back to the bills real quick, you know, because uh, this is the man. This is the man that's responsible, okay? He is the man who's responsible. You know, he, all the bills go through him. He moves them into committees, right? And, and then a calendar, and then it goes to the floor. But in committee, it dies usually, you know? Um, so if we're looking forward to our 2023 legislative session and all of the landmark uh, resolutions that the Texas GOP grassroots demand it's going to be his fault, that man's fault, that we get nothing done in 2023. I'm saying it, guys, because that is exactly the way this bamboozlement functions, okay? I would challenge every viewer who cares to go find out who their House Speaker is, particularly if they are in a conservative or Republican state, and see how they function, okay? You can use Dade Phelan and you can use Robin Voss of Wisconsin as great examples of how House Speakers effectively kill any will of the people unless they truly are who they say they are, a representative of the voice of the people. Okay, this man is not. All right, this man is not. So in addition to all of these rogue uh, Democrats getting chairmanships for committees, you know, he also accepts money or has accepted money to the tunes of thousands of dollars. Well, I'll be fair. He and Greg Abbott and Dan Patrick have all accepted money from pharmaceutical companies that uh, um, manufacture hormone blockers and manufacture so-called gender-affirming medications, right? The stuff that mutilates and uh, basically uh, neuters your children, okay? Chemical castration, you know? So yeah, Dade Phelan takes money from those guys, and that's the reason why that bill died. It didn't make it out of session. It didn't get into second, the, the special sessions. It died. It did, they did not even, I mean, it died on the calendar, I think. I don't even think it made it to a committee, guys. <laughs> There's that, in case you were wondering. How about this one? Okay. And if you thought the last two were bad, this one takes the cake. Okay. This one takes the cake. All right. And it's because of this man, if they find anything uh, untoward in Harris County and they file charges against Clifford Tatum, that, that, that scapegoat election administrator. Okay. And they, uh, they like literally charge him and they find him guilty. Okay. Because of Dade Phelan, Clifford Tatum gets to walk away with a slap on the hand because you see somehow the great Texas Rhino state house managed to pass an election bill like it was a, it was an election bill that was like, woo, like, you know, we're doing a big one here, right? It was like a battery of legislation. And in that freaking package, our Rhino State House managed to decriminalize fraud in elections. Oh my God, guys. <laughs> they should all be disballed, ladies and gentlemen, even the women. Okay. Cause like, seriously, 
How are you going to go and strengthen election integrity and then decriminalize it in the same bill? And it made it to the governor's desk and it had his happy little signature on it. That means that every single Texas representative supposedly read that bill and supposedly they didn't see that one little uh, infracture of justice. That is infuriating, ladies and gentlemen, but let's not try and get mad about it, okay? Let's just do something about it. That's the best way to do it. Do something. Follow through. That's usually where humans fail, you know, is follow through. Anyhow. So, uh, <laughs> Dade feeling. Yeah, guys, we got more. <laughs> I'm not done yet. Uh, this man needs to be, well, he should have been removed from Speaker of the House. I don't know how that works. I mean, I'd have to go study that. I do know how. We can prevent him from getting elected. I mean, if your if your if your elected state representative is actually listening to the will of his people, you know, and I'm sure there might be some other political technicalities in here somewhere that I'm missing. But point of the fact is, if enough people were to start communicating to their state representative, okay, to uh, vote no to Dade Phelan on January 10th, 2023, when they vote for the next Speaker of the House. I'm saying, I'm just saying, maybe enough people will reach out and enough people, rep so-called representatives, will uh, respond in kind. But uh, there is another candidate. Um, there's a single challenger on the field. Um, it's an Arlington area um, uh, gentleman by the name of Tony Tinderholt. And uh, I'd like to do a little bit of a uh, kind, not like a feature, but kind of like a, uh, you know, a little, a little, we'll do an episode about him and we'll cover some of his legislation. Uh, we'll cover some of the things his, that he, he talks about and stuff like that. Tony, Tony because, you know, if you're going to tell your representative not to vote for Dade Phelan, you need to tell them who to vote for. If you have a better idea, I say recommend it. But, you know, they have to actually, you know, apply. I guess you could say register, not register to vote, file. There we go. They have to actually file to run for Speaker of the House. So at this point, Tony Tinderholt is the only one who has. And uh, he's running pretty strong on not um, um, appointing Democrat chairs to committees when they misbehave, you know, or stripping them of their chairs when they misbehave. None of that happened. I mean, because of Dade Phelan, it was all ceremonial. Even when he signed the order to arrest them, he did not arrest a single one of them. It was all ceremonial, okay? He's the biggest bamboozler in the Texas State House. Let's take a little bit more of a look at his rhinocery, ladies and gentlemen. Ah! What is this? No, Dade Phelan, you cannot be coy now. We figured you out, okay? I don't know what you got. That's right, Dade Phelan, we figured you out, okay? Eh! Yes, ladies and gentlemen of the esteemed audience, we have a rhino alert here at Lone Star News, the C-Report, Mr. CTV. Oh, yeah, we got to keep those handy. Sorry, Dade. Sorry, Dade. Can't be coy. Yeah, that's right, Dade. That's right. Suck it up. The eyes of Texas are upon you, boy. The eyes of Texas are upon you. And that turkey skin at the back of your neck. How the heck does that happen? Anyways, okay. Uh, let's take another story in. Democrats backed Dade Phelan for Texas House Speaker. What did they get in return? 
Oh, yeah, that's a good question. You know, it's like I said at the onset of today's episode, if you have a contest where Democrats are not running anyone up against a Republican, chances are that's either a Democrat in Republican clothes or that Republican is doing just fine by the Democrats. Uh, you know, uh, Bear County has a big issue with that. Well, uh, let's be fair. San Antonio. Okay. Uh, let's take a look at this is from KXAN, Austin, Texas. Uh, so this was November 4th. It's just talking about how uh, the Democrats supported Dade Phelan. That's why I know mine is because I have a stupid Democrat representing me. Okay. So Beaumont Republican Rhino Dade Phelan announced he had the votes to become the next speaker of the House. Uh, let's see here. Let's just skip to the juicy parts. A Democrats expressed optimism early on about Phelan's bipartisan leadership abilities heading into the 87th legislative session, which, as it ended on Friday, was described by many as the most conservative session in recent memory. So what did they get in return? Uh, culture wars expected in the Texas Senate under its presiding officer, Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick, found new success in the Texas House Governor uh, in the Texas House. Governor Greg Abbott has already signed into law some of the strictest abortion restrictions in the country and is expected to approve legislation allowing for the permitless carry of firearms. So obviously you guys can understand this is a dated article, right? We're, reference, we're referencing this for uh, Phelan's uh, history of rhinocery. Um, it says here, um, other Republican priorities. So like, okay, so, but, big but, ladies and gentlemen, but other Republican priorities, like requiring transgender students to play on sports teams associated with their biological gender instead of gender identity failed to pass before crucial deadlines. Why do you think that was? Why do you think it failed to pass? Democrats in the uh, Texas House blocked a bill to impose new restrictions on voting. Um, and that's when they walked out, of course. Uh, while Democrats were still licking their wounds from the session, many commended Speaker Phelan for progress on key issues, solidifying the state's historic commitment to public school funding and expanding health care coverage for children and new mothers. I think if Speaker Dade Phelan were the only leader in state government making decisions, we'd see a very different outcome this session, said James Tallarico, a Williamson County Democrat. I hope the Speaker, once he gets more experience, is able to stand up more effectively to the extreme voices in his... Shut up, Tallarico! Uh, it says here, uh, Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick, on the other hand, has taken shots at Phelan in recent days for not passing more legislative priorities. Yep. And might I add, Patrick was fighting to um, return the uh, return the felony status to election fraud in Texas. Dade Phelan opposed it vehemently. And that's why anyone in Texas who committed voter fraud Right now, this law is already in effect right now. It is currently decriminalized, okay? Sorry if you guys didn't hear about it out there, all you ballot traffickers, and you missed out on all that money you could have made and gotten a slap on the hand, like a fine, maybe maybe, maybe a day or two in jail. I mean, it's ridiculous, y'all. Um, but, but yeah, uh, Dave Phelan, he vehemently opposed it, okay? So any election fraud that gets... <laughs> The amount of justice that will not be served is because of Dave Phelan. Rhino. Okay. Rhino.
So we got another rhino on the screen, guys, and I was kind of like, oh, I've heard this guy's name far too much this week. President Trump did two days on this guy on Truth Social, <laughs> and that would be Rhino Carl Rove, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, they move in packs, guys. Rhinos are herd animals, right? Okay, so uh, let me tell you what, guys. I was like, really? Carl Rove? Uh the uh, the closeted rhino of Texas. Uh, oh, no, not closeted as he's a closeted rhino. He's a closeted homosexual. Oh, I'm just playing. I forgot. Unless I have evidence, I shouldn't state things like fact. Okay. So <laughs> we'll leave that one for in the dark, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. All right. So um, why do I have Carl Rove on the screen, you might wonder? Here's another tale of Dave Phelan's rhinocery, ladies and gentlemen. Did you guys know that Carl Rove and Dave Phelan teamed up with the Democrats to advance pro-choice agendas? Why do we want this man as Speaker of the House? Why would any Republican or conservative member of the Texas State House vote yes for Dave Phelan? Why would anyone who calls themselves a Republican, unless they're a rhino, Republican in name only, why would they vote yes for Dave Phelan with this track record that we're showing you today? And I'm sure this is not all of it, guys. I mean, I pulled up one, two, three, four, five, six different items. Six different items on Phelan, okay? There's no reason. And this is going to be another litmus test. Texas, are you listening to me, Texas? I'm talking to you, Texas, specifically. This is going to be a litmus test on your state representative, okay? I mean, if you haven't asked them about uh, their thoughts on 2020 or election fraud, if you haven't asked them about their thoughts on the Ukraine government and military, okay, because those are two other litmus tests. Those are two other litmus tests I go by. And let me tell you what, they haven't taken me in the wrong direction yet. So uh, this is a litmus test for your state representative. Are they going to vote yes or no for Dade Phelan? If they vote yes, no, no, you know what? Okay, here's what we're going to do, guys, because we have, we have a, another kind of project we do here at, uh, well, it's kind of more specifically for Lone Star State News, but you know, it, it could expand. I will draft a letter because I'm going to send it, to, I'm going to send it to my representative anyways. I got to do it before January. Okay. I've got a month now. Okay. I will draft a letter with all of these fine points and I'll dig for a few more and we can send off our letters to our representatives and let it be done. Right. Okay. Let it be done. So, uh, cause that, that, that needs to be taken care of. Okay, we got two choices, and one is obvious and one is obviously not. Okay, and that's Dave Phelan. He's the one that we obviously should not have as a Speaker of the House. It's just unfortunate that Texas can't vote on that. It's the representatives, it's in house. You can influence them. You send him that letter with this long list of his sins, right? Of his transgressions against his own party. And hopefully, they're paying attention, right? So uh, Texas, Carl Rove and Dade Phelan working with Democrats to advance pro-choice agendas. This is from the National File. Phelan and Rove have been slammed by true Texas conservatives for their collaboration with state Democrats. The Texas Republican House Speaker and prominent Republican strategist, Carl Rove, have backstabbed Republicans by working with state Democrats to advance the pro-choice agenda. After Texas trigger law, a Texas trigger law, which effectively banned abortion, went into effect following the overturn of Roe v. Wade. That's right, Texas. This is that recent. 
Okay, this is this is not like it happened, you know, back in the day. This is very recent with Carl Rove and Dave Phelan teaming up to advance abortion in Texas to kill babies, to kill infants, to kill. Sorry, I'm speaking post womb to kill fetuses, to kill humans, to to kill developing children, babies, humans, ladies and gentlemen. I don't care what part of the conception you're in or whatever it's called. Anyway, so uh, this just it flies in the face of everything. You understand why, even though Roe v. Wade has been turned over and even though we passed the Heartbeat um, Act here in Texas, that we still have cities who are actively um, seeking to uh, have the status of sanctuary city for the unborn. In other words, no abortions in these city limits, because guess what? Federal overreach, you're protected by the state. Mm-hmm. State overreach, you're protected by the county. Mm-hmm. County overreach, you're protected by the city. Ordinances. <laughs> okay, it's like, ooh, what a wonderful uh, um, onion of uh, checks and balances, right? So that's why sanctuary cities for the unborn is still a thing. And we just had like four or five new Texas cities added to that list like last last month guys so congratulations texas and that movement is spreading okay now we got some in nebraska i think we got some in kansas i think we got some in florida where they're popping up okay i'll uh sanctuary cities for the unborn.com and it will teach you they, they teach you how to start the process in your city okay uh, i would recommend everyone who wants to get on that go and do it and this way you know what if they if, if the Democrats manage to make abortion a law, which I think is what they're doing now, or they want to do, I don't think they'll be successful. But uh, that that is going to go back and it's going to protect us even more. OK, uh, but more importantly, it's going to protect the unborn. OK, it's going to protect that precious seed, ladies and gentlemen. But that doesn't matter to people like Carl Rove and Dade Phelan. They're probably both. I said probably both closet homosexuals. I mean, come on. I mean, I've heard enough about Carl Rove. I don't want to bask in that denigration. But uh, where'd the picture go? <laughs> where'd it go? Right, yeah, yeah. Like I said, closet, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Anyways, okay, and enough about that. Okay, so um, Carl Rove, a Bush-era Republican, uh, succumbed to the pressure over this past weekend, calling Texas staunch pro-life legislation too extreme. Oh, sorry, guys, you're watching me read. My bad. Rove refuses to hold a hardline stance against abortion and believes the state should be okay with abortion in case of rape and incest. Uh, Rove believes a solid pro-life conservative stance against abortion is going to create a real problem for Republicans in the legislature next year when they have to deal with it. So what, Rove? We deal with it, okay? That's what we do. We don't just give up. We don't just fold. We don't just you know, call it a day. Gah. No wonder he's a, a prominent political strategist in D.C. Because he just bends to the will of everyone. Uh, Texas uh, House Speaker Dade Phelan has also begun backtracking away from support of pro-life measures. Phelan told uh, Texas Tribune CEO uh, Evan Smith he intends to work with Democrats to lead the House to revisit the state's law that criminalizes abortion. 
Phelan has been uh, pushed to believe the liberal media's narrative that the state's abortion ban complicated medical care for ectopic pregnancies and miscarriages. Phelan and Rove have been slammed by true Texas conservatives for their collaboration with Democrats. Uh, Michael Quinn Sullivan, um, a fellow Texas activist, uh, said on the Luke Macias show, Currently, we have some of the strongest pro-life laws in the nation, and we should be really proud of it. But our Republican Speaker of the, Te of the Texas House wants to kill the unborn, has come out and said, you know what? There are some children who can't be killed that we think should be able to get killed. I mean, you know what? You know what? He said it better than I said it, guys. <laughs> he said it better than I said it. Dade Phelan thinks that there are some children who cannot be killed that we should be able to kill. Ugh. Let's see. It says here, uh, I continue to hear from grassroots folks upset about the comments Dade Phelan made last weekend. This is not the direction we want the Texas House to go. Yep. That's from conservative activist uh, by the name of Carrie Cheshire. Don Huffines, uh, he was a former state senator and he also ran for governor in this last round, said pro-abortion Republicans have no place in Texas. I would have to agree with that, sir. I would have to agree with that. Hey, Two Rivers, what's going on, buddy? Good to see you in the chat room. Sorry, I don't know how long you were hanging out there. <laughs> I just saw your, uh, just saw you in the chat room giving some love. Thank you so much. Let's see. Uh, Tuver says, that was the globalists' art of war. They plant them into the Republican Party to try to destroy it. <laughs> indeed, sir. Indeed. Tuver, did you happen to catch my C-Report episodes on the um, influencers out of Explore Talent that are conservative? And then also, this is another one that I'm, um, I'm working on right now. It's the, um, uh, what is the name of that place again? the uh, Council for National Policy, right? And the Heritage Foundation, okay? That's where your next wave of traders is going to come out of, all right? And you'll probably see them closer to 2024. They're already coming out. They're already coming out right now. But you'll see more of them, okay? They're coming, all right? So beware, guys. Okay. So, uh, well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. That's a little bit about um, Dade Feeling, okay? So I'll get that letter drafted, and then you guys... Have at it, pick it apart, utilize it. You know, I would say, you know, uh, change a few things up in there. You know, to, if a word I use doesn't sound like your vocabulary, change it. Because then uh, they're going to say, well, we got all these copied letters. It's all uh, it's all AstroTurf, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah. Show your personality, why don't you? <laughs> Let your politicians know who you are. Okay, guys. Uh, let's see. I got one last election story. And uh, it's separated between, you know, we we put Dade Phelan in between these two stories because Dade Phelan, I'm more concerned about keeping that election contest um, with Mike May cushioned together with Dade Phelan as a rhino because he's going to be overseeing that election uh, contest investigation, possible hearing. I mean, at this point, I think it's just an idea. Knowing that Dade Phelan is responsible for handling election contests, I think it's just an idea. I think it's a fart from his pants, guys. That's all it is. Okay. Last election story. Who do we got on the screen here? This is Adam Inosa. 
Adam Inaosa, yet another Republican candidate um, who is involved in um, um, election contest uh, challenge of sorts. But this one is not a contest contest challenge. It's a recount. So it's, it's another type. Um, this one does not go before the Speaker of the House. Thank God. Okay, so uh, let's see here. Unless I misread, but this goes from this is from the Texas Scorecard. So uh, we have Republican candidate uh, Adam Hinojosa requesting a recount. Uh, he was running for Texas Senate District number twenty-seven. Okay, uh, so here is the story. After losing the race for the state Senate seat for District 27 by just 659 votes, Republican candidate Adam Inosa has filed for a recount. The official election results were released November 28, with 175,415 total votes cast. In one of the closest elections in Texas, Inaosa fell short of 50% of the vote by a mere 0.19%. In any election with such a small margin of victory, even very small mistakes in the counting of the vote could have enough impact to change the final result, Inaosa said in a statement. After consulting supporters, Inaosa said that he made the choice to file for a recount in three counties in which there were large numbers of paper or mail-in ballots. Inaosa has chosen to file for a recount in Cameron, County, Hidalgo County, and Willisee County. Hinojosa's opponent, Democrat Morgan La Mancha, acknowledged Hinojosa's move and released a statement saying that it is his right and she looks forward to this process taking place. Can you believe that, guys? Like, when I read that, I was like, there is a God! <laughs> I was like, you see... These people can be reasonable and they can have common sense. This is a state race. Had this been uh, a national one, I mean, we probably would not be hearing the same type of sentiments coming from uh, uh, the opposing uh, the opposing contest. Anyhow, uh, so La Mancia said that uh, she looks forward to this process taking place. And she also said it's democracy taking its course. We are confident our victory will be reaffirmed. And you know what? You know what? Maybe that's all Joe Biden had to say. And we wouldn't have this mess here. But the reason why they didn't say that, guys, is because we know there was fraud. I mean, we have everything documented. OK, we're just waiting on the courts not to throw out cases on technicalities. OK, so with that said, with that said, maybe if all the Democrats had said this about all since 2020, guys, but they didn't say that, did they? You know, they did not say that. I'm willing to bet there was no fraud in Morgan La Mancha's race. Okay, that might be an overstatement, but you, because there was fraud every, I mean, the machines, guys, as long as we have machines, we cannot verify a lack of fraud. We can prove it, but they won't even let us touch the machines. They won't even let us get to the routers that, to tell us where that data was going to prove whether or not there was fraud. Anyways, guys, that was Arizona. In New Mexico, they found out where it was going, and it was going to Democrat operatives, okay? At one of which was running for an election contest. Yeah, okay? That was in New Mexico. That was in New Mexico. And they found, yeah, Democrat operatives. A Democrat party, a state Democrat leader, uh, the uh, county GOP leader for the Democrat party in one of those counties, 
And then another operative who worked with uh, get the vote out or whatever, all the move on, all those get the vote out things that the Democrats do was working with them. OK, that and why is why are those people not in jail yet? I mean, that's that's clear. I mean, uh, along with uh, along with um, along with the, these people colluding, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> they broke the law. They doctored numbers. Anyhow, so La Mancha is a good sport about this. Actually, La Mancha is, I think, acting like an American, not a Democrat, an American. Yep, because we're all Americans. Uh, Ina Osa said that if it, if mistakes were made in the counting, that they were honest mistakes and not mistakes made with malicious intent. Meanwhile, La Mancha wants to use this opportunity to instill a watchful public even greater confidence in the strength of our electoral systems. Okay. Now, I will say this, guys, just because of everything that um, you know, we've we've watched and tracked together, and then and, and on top of everything that we saw in 2022, just three weeks ago, um, and the fact that we still have these damn machines, um, I, I actually really do appreciate the the scene, the moment that we're having here. Right, this is the way it should be. Had we actual fair and uh free and integritous elections this is the way it should be okay this is the way it should be it's 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 a beautiful moment i'm not going to get mushy on you guys and i mean i i kind of refrain just a little bit or you know i want to because like i said machines uh, everything else we've experienced on this journey uh <sighs> We must not become cynical, ladies and gentlemen. We must not become cynical. All righty, ladies and gentlemen. Well, there you go. There's that. And uh, interesting story, isn't it? Interesting story. Uh, let's see here. Um, two Rivers. I would recommend going back to episodes like number 40 through 50. And we did a 10 episode engagement wherein we uh, went over a lawsuit filed by Texans. And in that lawsuit, uh, since Texas uses heart intercivic and ESNS voting machines, which you know, that was another bamboozle, right? I hope Texans can recognize that was another bamboozle, okay? You guys realize that Dominion voting machines was the scapegoat for all voting machines, right? Um, because all voting machines are vulnerable. All voting machines. The Texas lawsuit, it describes every vulnerability in it, guys. So, uh, yeah, you're right. You're right on that. Uh, you're right on that uh, comment. Uh, you know, I don't know that Huffines would have won. I mean, I did not vote for him. But um, there should have been... Okay, for the Texas governor's primary, okay, there should have been... The numbers should not have looked the way they looked, okay? I smell a Georgia rat in Texas, the way those numbers looked, right? It was like 11%, 12%, 13%, and Abbott at 70%. No, 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 no. I mean, I had to vote for Abbott this time because obviously no Beto is going to be in Texas. But that was part of the bamboozlement, you know? Because Texans were like, okay, as long as we don't have Dominion, we can use all the other voting machines. And then all these other vulnerabilities come out. We've got them all for ESNS and Heart Intercivic and Dominion, okay? They're done. We don't need machines, okay? They're done. 
All right. I got one last story for you guys because you've been so good today. Uh, just because um, he resides in Texas. Yes, guys, I know his uh, his uh, his boots don't jingle, jingle, jingle. But Mr. Musk does live in Texas, right? He has a residence here. So I figured why not throw this one in to close the show off? And I was like, I'm going to put this photograph up, right? I was like, I'm going to stir the pot here, right? <laughs> don't worry, guys. I am the type that if I stir the pot, I lick the spoon. All right. So uh, I, to be fair, I thought I would also clarify. I mean, because, you know, you see pictures like this. Uh, and, and I am not in any way defending Elon. I don't like Mr. Musk. Okay. But um, <laughs> to be fair, and it looks like Ghislaine photobombed and he was like, trying to create some distance here right he was like i don't want to be in the same frame as her <laughs> just look at this look at how he's pulling away from her right like also, so to be fair i'll show you that picture too okay for all you elon fans out there who are gonna be like you can't judge elon because he was in a picture with e uh, Ghislaine maxwell that's true you can't judge him for that you can judge him for paying for abortions for his employees at Tesla. You can judge him for assisting and aiding the Nazi Ukrainian government. And uh, that's further hurting the innocent Ukrainian citizens, right? You can blame him for that. How about the transhumanism part? That's what this story is about, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, so uh, Neuralink has, uh, I guess, officially requested permission to begin testing on their brain implants in humans. Are you ready to get transhuman, ladies and gentlemen? Because it's coming. All at the hands of this billionaire uh, transhumanist. I think he's another PSYOP, guys. I mean, does he serve a purpose? Yeah, I'm sure he does. But he, he serves a greater purpose. Wait till 2024 comes around, guys. What do you think he's going to do then, huh? Wait. Just wait and see. Um, Hey, I mean... <laughs> I would apologize to him if I'm wrong. I would apologize to anyone if I'm wrong. And I've been wrong, y'all. <laughs> I've been wrong. But uh, yeah, no, uh-uh. Don't trust the man at all. Okay, so let's go. I mean, come on. His children are named after like, I don't know what the heck his kids are. Anyways, it doesn't matter. I'm going to get off of track here. Tech billionaire Elon Musk, Mr. Musk, said his nearly company is seeking permission to test its brain implant in people soon. In a show-and-tell presentation live-streamed Wednesday night, Musk said his team is in the process of asking United States regulators to allow them to test the device. He said he thinks the company should be able to put the implant in a human brain as part of a clinical trial in about six months, though that timeline is far from certain. Mr. Musk's Neuralink is one of many groups working on linking brains to computers, efforts aimed at helping uh, the elite uh, trap all of the citizens of this planet in their own little strange and uh, meta dimension. Okay, let me tell you what the article actually says. It says, uh, efforts aimed at helping treat brain disorders, overcoming brain injuries and other applications. The field dates back to the 1960s. <laughs> Are you sure it doesn't date back to the Nazis? No, just kidding. Said Rajesh Rao co-director of the Center for Neurotechnology at the University of Washington. But it really took off in the 90s. And more recently, we've seen lots of advances, especially in the area of communication, brain, computer interfaces. 
Reu, who watched Mr. Musk's presentation online, said he does not think Neuralink is ahead of the pack in terms of brain-computer interface achievements. He said, but they are quite ahead in terms of the actual hardware and the devices. The Neuralink device is about the size of a large coin and is designed to be implanted in the skull with ultra-thin wires going directly into the brain. Musk said the first two applications in people would be restoring vision and helping people with little or no ability to operate their muscles rapidly use digital devices. He said he also envisions that in someone with a broken neck, signals from the brain could be bridged to Neuralink devices in the spinal cord. Uh, Mr. Musk said, um, we're confident there are no physical limitations to enabling full body functionality. What about the side effects? In experiments by other teams, implanted sensors have let paralyzed people use brain cells or brain signals to operate computers and move robotic arms. In a 2018 study in the journal PLOS One, P L O S One, uh, three participants with paralysis, uh, paralysis, excuse me, below the neck, a tomato, tomato, below the neck, affecting all of their limbs, used an experimental brain computer interface being tested by consortium, uh, the consortium BrainGate. Be careful what gates you open. The interface records neural activity from a small sensor in the brain to navigate things like email and apps. A recent study in the journal Nature by scientists at the Swiss research center NeuroRestore identified a type of neuron activated by electrical stimulation of the spinal cord, allowing nine patients with chronic spinal cord injury to walk again. Researchers have also been working on brain and machine interfaces for restoring vision. Rao said once uh, companies have developed retinal implants, but Musk's Oh, said some companies have developed retinal in implants, but Mr. Musk's announcement suggested his team would use signals directly targeting the brain's visual cortex, an approach that some academic groups are also pursuing with limited success. A Neuralink spokespeople did not immediately respond to an email to the press office. Dear, uh, dear, <laughs> I think it's time to get off the air, guys. Dr. Uh, Jamie Henderson, a neurosurgery professor at Stanford University, who is an advisor for Neuralink, said one way Neuralink is different than some other devices is that it has the ability to reach into your soul and give it to the devil. Just kidding. She actually said it has the ability to reach into deeper layers of the brain. But he added, oh, <laughs> I thought that was a girl. Anyways, he added, there are lots of different systems that have lots of different advantages. I don't know what you think about that, Texas or America. <laughs> but there you go. I thought I would regale you with one of your false prophet stories. Just kidding, guys. I'm not. I'm not chastising the base. Uh, anyways, guys, I hope you uh, enjoyed today's episode of Lone Star State News as much as I did. Yeah, uh, Two Rivers says, Elon Trojan Horse Musk. <laughs> uh, and he said, uh, Two Rivers also says, if there's a programmable circuit board in that brain implant, then I would suspect it could be programmed for nefarious purposes. And it could probably be hacked as well. <laughs> Wouldn't that be crazy? That would be crazy. I don't know. That would be crazy. Anyways, I ain't going to touch any of that stuff, guys. 
I am perfectly fine with the body God gave me, ladies and gentlemen. I don't need any adjustments, okay? <laughs> From the crown of my head to the sole of my feet. Soles of my feet. Anyways, guys. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I got to, I got to skedaddle. Uh, we'll be back this evening at 7.30 p.m. Texas time. That's also known as 8.30 p.m. Trump time. And uh, we'll be doing another edition of The Sea Report. No telling what we'll get into tonight. You can bet there'll probably be some election stories in there for sure. Um, and uh, well, yeah, we'll see you. We'll see you this evening. So if you got nothing else to do, if you ain't going out to eat with the dinners, you ain't catching a movie. If you ain't enjoying the maskless life out there, <laughs> if you ain't if you ain't enjoying the the unlocked down life out there, then uh, hopefully we'll see you this evening. And uh, thanks again for being here this afternoon for Lone Star State News, Texas News, and current events. Uh, if you're at Rumble, if you're at uh, Pilled, if you are at Clout Hub, Twitch, Trovo, Odyssey, many thanks once again. And uh, at least for Lone Star State News, we'll see you again on Monday. Take care until then. Bye-bye, y'all. government money H-E-B groceries would lose if we started drug testing people who get food stamps that's how they did us Texas that's how they did us they passed an election any of you guys think that true vote was set up by the FBI Busting down the walls of not just the political rhinos, but... I like Moonlight as someone who knows a thing or two every now and then. Wanna vote on election day? Let's talk about Georgia. Uh, President Trump truthed about this earlier. Ballot images missing, right? Drop boxes with no video. And Disney's like, well, we don't care about that. We're gonna die on this hill. We're gonna be gay and we're gonna rape our children no matter what you say, because we are Disney. Uh, we don't normally run see in the dark uh, during the week. Uh, for those of you who are wondering, what the heck is this bald band talking about? Uh, you know, multiple broadcasts and shows come here on Mr. CTV channel. Uh, so you got your C report Monday through Friday in the evening hours, right? And uh, we do see in the dark, which is a late night weekend talk show kind of, you know, broadcast, right? So guys, watch out. We got a swamp creature coming to the screen. So look out now. Look out now. <laughs> oh no, it's wretched Gretchen Whitmer.